Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Rich Kennedy. I'm here with Nicholas Goslin and Ryan Garby. We're New England Social, a podcast about everything New England, from places to go, people to see, things to do, and the experiences we're having. Um, just a heads up, this episode, especially to start, is going to be a little on the sadder side. We're obviously going to address some of the stuff going on around the country, um, and particularly here in Boston in response to uh, the uh, murder of George Floyd. Um, we're not going to spend the whole episode on it, but I think we all feel it's pretty, um, it's pretty important, uh, to talk about and to touch on. And there's been kind of a lot of, uh, really strong action, um, in response to it here in Boston as well. So talk a little bit about that. Um, we got some sports though, uh, a little bit later, so stay with us, bear with us. And, um, you know, we'll talk about a variety of stuff too. It'll be a little bit of a more casual episode just cause we wanted to cover this stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, before we jump into it though, how you boys doing? doing okay um obviously just some like sad times going on nationally and personally just uh have some sad times too um without going into like a ton of detail just some stuff going on with laura's family they had to put their dog down and so just yeah pretty sad yeah. time yeah never rough easy so i've been better your wedding right yep yeah we officially postponed the wedding too so you know Better, better days ahead, but there's obviously way worse things going on in the world, so yeah, I have my, we have our health employed, yeah. so doing okay. How about yourself? Yeah. Good, good. I mean, I think, I think that the silver lining of a lot of these situations, you know, first coronavirus, um, now the George Floyd situation, um, and just, you know, all the stuff that's going down across the country, it it does make you feel like we're all in a really fortunate space to feel safe, um, you know, for the most part and to like have our biggest worry be like, shit, you know, I'm not going to be able to go to my boy's wedding this year. It's going to, you know, it's going to end up being next year is like one of like the, the biggest bummers going on right now for me personally. So like, you know, at the end of the day, I'm like, you know, if that's your, your biggest complaint, you're doing okay. Right. Um, and stuff like that. Garb, how are you doing over there in Maine? Hey, uh, pretty good, I guess. Um, yeah, just obviously in Maine, there's not a whole lot going on in terms of like violent protests and stuff like that, but, um, there's some protests going on in Portland and stuff like that, but yeah, just trying to stay positive and hope that good things, um, good things happen from this whole movement and that our country can kind of get it together after the whole pandemic and get it together with racism. So hopefully we have brighter days and this is just, we're kind of down in the, in the ditch right now. We'll get back up, but I don't know. Uh, there's some, there's some interesting things I've, some people have said like what level of jumanji are we going into or what page of revelation what chapters of revelation are we on right now and yeah i don't know yeah that's interesting yeah that's interesting yeah i mean so just i guess to jump into it right i mean you know i I would think that most of folks who are listening to this podcast probably know what's going on um at at this time but if not obviously african-american george floyd um, you know, recently was apprehended by police officers in response to a call um, where essentially a convenience store was making the claim that he had used a counterfeit $20 bill to buy cigarettes. And when they actually, the folks in the convenience store went out to go uh, address this with Floyd and they apparently thought he was a little um, you know, a little drunk or a little beside himself at, at the time. And they called the police officers and the police officers claimed to be responding to that portion of it. Um, and essentially, you know, again, I think that there's a lot of other news outlets. that are going to do a lot better job than us kind of recounting the events um, and whatnot. So I would encourage folks to kind of go there. I, I saw a, a really informative video um, on the New York times website uh, that kind of went through the whole situation in about, um, you know, 10 minutes or so. Uh, but essentially he was apprehended, um, restrained in some, what I would call pretty, pretty violent ways and, um, uh, passed away as a result of it. And as a result of that, we've seen the, um, darker side of, of the, um, 
kind of Black Lives Matter movement. I know that's actually an official organization as well. So I just kind of I use that as when I say this movement of kind of police brutality against African Americans um, really rise right um, in a, in a very 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 um, I think violent way. I think some would describe it as necessary. I don't, I don't know that I personally would, but but a very a very violent way in the more recent days. But but before that, I think. I've seen a lot of really peaceful protests. Jalen Brown was somebody who I think was a part of some peaceful protesting. Yeah, shout out Jalen. You know, Marcus Smart was somebody who was a part of some peaceful protesting. And I think it's super, I guess, just to kind of jump into my thoughts off the back, I think one of the big things I wanted to talk about is how important it is to express your feelings on this topic um, and whenever possible do that peacefully, right? Because, um, you know, one you know, responding to violence with more violence rarely gets you the outcome, right? Whether you think it's necessary or not, it rarely gets you the outcome that you're hoping for. Um, and then, you know, secondly, you don't want to surrender the moral high ground at the, at the same time, right? Like this message is so important for people to hear. Uh, it's so important for people to be aware of, um, you know, and I think one of the biggest problems we have in this country is, you you maybe don't have as many racists out there as you do folks who are blissfully ignorant. Um, I think even myself, somebody who's half African American, I think over the last two weeks have just kind of realized, wow, you, you know, to a certain extent, you're really blissfully ignorant. You know a lot about this stuff. You follow a lot of this stuff. But like to really feel it the way I've felt it over the last couple of days has been, you know, really powerful for me personally. Um and I think that that's like the big thing is there is this this underlying layer of racism, and there are some people who are just straight out racist in this country here in New England, Boston, um, all around the country. Um, they exist. They're there. You probably know them. Um, but even on top of that, there's a level of ignorance to the whole situation, a situation where we just don't want to – we don't want to pull the curtain back, right, because we're afraid of what we're going to see. Um, and like that really needs to stop. And that's what I think a lot of these peaceful protests are about. Um, I don't know. Any thoughts on that guys? Um, I mean, my opinion on it, I've seen kind of two viewpoints from one perspective, thinking that racism is just pure hate. And then the other standpoint that it's systemic and it's caused by our government and our policies and it's setting, uh, African-Americans up for failure basically in life. I think it's a combination of the two. I think it's not as um, in your face to a degree. It's not as socially acceptable as it used to be, obviously to be racist since like the civil rights movement and everything, but those people are still around. And I think also that yes, our state federal government could do a better job with helping the communities that aren't receiving the education I mean, every everybody's entitled to a free public education in the country. Um, and I don't think that our government's doing a great job with the poor, um, more impoverished impo- regions. And I think that those regions Completely consist agree. of a lot of African-Americans. So yep. I think Completely it's a combination. Agree. I think it's a combination of the two. But in my opinion, no matter what the government does, they could help. But they're not going to – there's going to be hate. I don't know what the answer to that is. Um, so I don't know if there's the government can completely eliminate it. That's yeah. they can I mean, do that, half the job in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's definitely not something that you're ever going to be able to eliminate. It's, there's always going to be ignorant people. There's always going to be people that just are, you know, un, unable to see past that. But, you know, you really hope that, it's just kind of, this is a very unique situation, especially because there has just been so much building nationally that the country was like this giant barrel of gunpowder and like this George Floyd situation lit a match and like people were home, they were stressed already on top of it. And seeing something like this is just brings this worthy kind of outrage towards it. Um, you know, it's very sad, obviously, that you see these things in the world still, because like you said, Rich, it's kind of like bliss, you're blissfully ignorant to it in a lot of ways where, 
you know, it's not like part of our lives. So you, you like to think that it's like not there, but in reality, it's like all over the place, like you said, and it's probably a lot more common than one would think. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think it's just like not being a racist is no longer enough, right? Like that's like, exactly. that's like the, the, at the end of the day, what this is, you know, really come out to me as is like not being a racist is no longer enough. Like there is a insanely fundamental problem. And again, like I think a part of me kicks myself just because I do feel like there's a big part of me that's very aware of this. And I do feel like there's a big part of me that's, you know, very involved in this. But I think it, this has really brought in light to me, like, you know, uh, any anybody who doesn't like know us personally or hasn't seen pictures of us, like I'm half African-American, but I'm very light-skinned, right? And so what that's translated to me to in my life is being extremely accepted by the African-American community. Um, growing up with a father who I think really felt it was extremely important for me to understand what, what he thought it meant to be black, what he thought it meant to be African-American. Um, and I always say what he thought because I just, I think it does mean something different to a lot of folks. But, uh, you know, I think that that really put me in a position where I relate and I um, assimilate to um, other African-American folks in my life and really other minorities in my life um, around this this mentality that there is a big part of me that is a minority and that there's a thing about being a minority in America. There's a struggle that you deal with, right? But I, I guess I, I now thinking back really literally because my skin is lighter, I haven't had to deal with that struggle in as much of a direct way. Um, and I don't think that makes me any less African-American, but it it's a very real thing when I when I, I end up taking a step back and saying, have you done enough for this you know movement? Have you done enough for you know your African American brothers and sisters out there who have to deal with the struggle more and and, and deal with it to a certain extent for you? Um, you know because I do think there has been progress in America, right? And I think anybody who says there's been no progress, like, you know, over the centuries that America has been around, I think that that's a little bit of a tough argument, but there hasn't been enough and we're better than where we're at right now. Um, and I think that you're seeing so much violence because there's a lot of people who know we can be better and, and know we should be better than we are right now. And I think that folks are starting to think that the opposition will never respond to the olive branch. Um, and that they'll only respond to the sword, which is, you know, unfortunate. But like, again, you can't peace, say that it's wrong, really. You, right. Like, and that that's the problem, right? Like I sit here and, and people, you know, you'll talk to people and, you know, they'll say, yeah, it's just it's a shame that, you know, people feel like they need to respond that way. And it's like, you know, like, is it like, you know, what I mean? it's, it's driven. It, you know? It's like, it, yeah, it's, they're driven to that. Like this man had his neck knelt on for eight minutes I know, and man. the country is fucking burning to the ground right now and it took that for the guy to get charged with third degree and it's just like it's it's you know like you said do i agree with it no like you try and be peaceful when you can but i cannot blame other people right now for feeling that kind of passion and, it's, and here's the thing you watch and you read and you hear about it. I, mean, I, I watched a video before this to just kind of prepare for the episode and just make sure whatever we did talk about, we, you know, we at least had a little something, you know, behind it um, outside of what we just read on social media. Cause like, that's, you know, also a thing, but it's the straight negligence of the situation that like, you know, is appalling outside of just the violent use of what I would call brutal police tactics and, it's just how negligent they were. They brought, like, I think it was three cop cars, I think each having at least a couple of cops, um, you know, for this one guy. Um, you know, he communicates to them the entire time that he's struggling, that he's in trouble. There's a point where there's people filming, talking to the police officers, saying, yo, he, we think he's passed out. We think he might, he, he might be dead, right? And it's just the sheer negligence that you're like, they just do not – they clearly do not value this life as much as they do their own or or others, right? They, this, they clearly – or I should, maybe shouldn't say that, but I should say they clearly don't value this life. They definitely don't. They clearly don't value George's life because they're being so negligent at the time. And like that's relevant because you're like, wow, it's, it's not because he's George Floyd, right? 
Um, it's not because he's a man. It's because he's black. That's why they they are so negligent. And it's just a very, I think, a very, very powerful situation that, um, I don't know, it's got me thinking a lot. Again, I, I do want to repeat, especially because we're in Boston, we do not support violent protesting. We do not support rioting. Um, you know, but I think we all agree that we see how people got there. Like we see how we see how we got there, right? And it's hard for me to 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 you know look negatively at those folks. I can absolutely say, hey, it's not right. We shouldn't be doing that. That needs to stop because we're not going to get change. They're not going to get the change that we want that way, uh, and we're not going to get change that's going to last that way. I, I honestly truly believe that, but it, I, I understand where it's coming from. So, yeah. Um, I guess I wanted to wrap this up with, with kind of bringing it back to Boston. I mean, like, and, and New England and, and here, I think I'm somebody who, again, I moved up to New England when I was 10 years old. Um, and I remember actually thinking, Oh my gosh! Like, where where are all the folks like my dad? Like, where are all the where are all the black folks? Like, I, I don't understand um, because I grew up right outside of D.C. Um, and grew up seeing both of my parents' families a lot. Fortunately, um, which is great. But I remember moving up to Maine and being like, "Wow!" But I I do also remember being very accepted. Like, I I do remember being celebrated to a certain extent. Um, I also remember being able to count the amount of, you know, folks who were of, of a minority in my entire high school, um, you know, with pretty easily And Garvey. I think you can, you can kind of speak to that too, kind of teaching up in Maine and it's just, it's just the reality of the situation. Um, but I always did feel accepted. Um, you know, it's very few times I can say, and I'm not going to go over the ones that, that, that are out there. Uh, Because I don't think it's going to help the situation. But there are very few times I can say that I think I've experienced racism or that I've experienced racism with one of my family members, um, you know, in Maine or in New England. But I I do think that New England is very much, um, very much falls in that boat that we were talking about of blissful ignorance. I think that there's a lot of people here who are smart, capable, both, again, mentally, financially. Um, got to put it out there physically um, to make a change whose voices can be heard and will be heard uh, by others um, that are blissfully ignorant. Um, and I hope that this situation, like let George Floyd's death mean something. Let it mean that it wakes up this group. I, I agree with you guys. What you said there's always going to be that layer of racist, racist people. There's always going to be that layer of people who's just decide to be mean, decide to be that way. Um, but if we can make people less ignorant, if we can if we can really wake up the country um, to kind of demand change from our leaders, um, that's a great step. And if we as a country can change our mentality, that's a great step. So I, I, at the very least, I hope it ends up meeting that. Any any kind of closing thoughts on that, guys? No, I do I do like where you said just the the people that are able to. You know, it's important to be able to to do what you can contribute, whatever facet that may be in. And I do find it very powerful, like the people that are very financially well off seem to be um, like aiding the situation right now. Like a lot of people are coming forward and, uh, you know, whether it's contributing to the various causes or paying for the bailouts of peaceful protesters and throughout the country. And it's, you know, it's just very... Uh, that stuff is like really cool to see. So, you know, you, you hope that continues. And you kind of mentioned like Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart was out there, Enos Cantor, like a lot of people like locally from the sports team. So I think that that can help bring a positive message to the situation as well. Yeah, completely agree. Garb, any closing thoughts there? Um, yeah, there's a lot of things on my mind, but I mean, in terms of the violent protests, I think that's how our country was kind of found. You're right. You think of You're the whole revolutionary war. You are 100% right. Done. You are 100% now, the other side right. of that is I don't think the people who are committing the violence are really the ones that give a shit at the same time. So it's like, it's hard to 
disagree with it, but it's also hard to agree with it. And then the other thing is, um, okay, so as a white person here in Bangor, Maine, I can speak up against racism, but what, what else can I do? You know what I mean? Like what I feel powerless. I'm a teacher. I could help kids. Um, I yeah. don't condone I, it. Here's the thing is it's not easy, right? It's, it's not easy. And I, and, and you bring up a really good point garb because I, I don't think it's going to be something that's going to ever slap you in the face. Um, you have to get out there and look for things to do. Join organizations like black lives matter, um, which has chapters around the country. Um, yeah, donate whenever you can to whatever you can. Um, but I think also if you know somebody who's uh, <laughs> Nick Nick's Nick's fiance reached out to me and my sister um, actually the other day, literally just uh, just with an "I love you" text. If you if you ever need you know uh, us, meaning her and Nick, uh, to kind of go to protest with us, support us in any way, um, it was good. And and do we need that right now? No, because again, like I th- I think. Uh, to repeat, very fortunate. I'm in a very fortunate space, and so is she, um, to to feel safe right now. But it was just good to know somebody cared enough to reach out and to know that her attention's there and to know that she's got my back. Um, you know what I mean? And I think it's important to to do that. And I think the other thing you can do, Garby, is keep having conversations about it, right? Like, I think sometimes this stuff falls into the political space, so people don't like talking about it and whatnot. But keep having conversations about it um and then the last thing is speak up like that's the other thing speak up when we think we see racism and it's not just white on black racism to be straight up it's it's any minority we need to speak up we need to say something right like you know what i mean and we need to be looking for it like we need to be on high alert and it's going to be like that for a really long time maybe the rest of our lives right but like that's how we're going to end up driving change but again, you bring up a good point, Garby. I'm hoping the other thing that comes out of here is just more avenues for people to to be supportive and stuff like that. So, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, we're gonna wrap up that topic. Let's, we're not even gonna talk about it anymore. We're gonna move on to some some lighter material, lighter stuff, diversion lighter stuff. a little bit. Um, let's start with uh, anybody drinking anything good today? Any good beers? I got a nice uh, a Brooklyn summer ale, dude. You know what? It's like I love. Brooklyn it's June first. It's I summer. Brooklyn Lager. Brooklyn Lager. The summer ale is a good beer. Yeah. Um, um, their summer ale. I've only had a couple of times. Their the the Brooklyn Lager, which is like kind of like their their flagship, is one of my favorite like deep cut beers that you'll just like randomly find at bars in Boston for some reason. I you know I wow. don't know why. Yeah. Really good. Give um, me a number when you say one of your favorite. Top five? No, not a top five beer. Oh, so what are we saying? But here? I would put it at, okay. So like a top five, like I don't know. It's so like, it's really not it's, one it's, of your favorites. It's yeah, okay. It's not, it's not you just enjoy it occasionally. I enjoy it occasionally. That's but fine. here's the thing: is you have those bars that like you go into and like they like the craftiest beer they have is like a Sam Adams. Right. And like, I feel like a lot of times they're like, ran- like Brooklyn lagers randomly there as well. Um, yeah. And I'll drink that over Sam Adams. I love Sam Adams, but again, just in this area, I've obviously had it a ton and I, you know, I don't need another Boston lager, a Brooklyn, a Brooklyn lager. Um, it's just a nice change of pace. Right. And so again, you're, you're right. It's like, not at all, like in my top at all, but, you are I from do. Jersey, so that doesn't surprise That's me. That's right. I am from Jersey, right? In that right you know. Part. You. Um. <laughs> you sound like you're from London. Yeah, 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 I know. See, I feel like every time I try to do it again, I turn into a British you know. accent. We're, like the story behind hey, what's this. your son, mate? <laughs> the, the story behind this is we're, we're, we're practicing for this pot, not this episode, but the podcast in the, the first place. And. Uh, we start like our first recording and, and Garby ends up stopping us and he gives us some tip and he's like, Rich, if you could also not have the Jersey accent or, or, or can we try it without the Jersey accent, please? We, hey, <laughs> love it. Love the take. Hey, Honestly, baby, it. you were You're fabulous. beautiful, baby. Just You're do beautiful. it without the Jersey accent. Hey, do me a favor. Get rid of the Jersey accent. It's just not you, man. You know, it's I mean, just <laughs> a little coaching, but. You know. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, but anyways, I do like Brooklyn Lager. I'm drinking. I I mentioned this. Um, 
<laughs> I mentioned this other brewery last time we were we were talking. Uh, Winter Hill uh, Brewing Company broth, a double a broth. Yeah, that a frothy. double IPA. Uh, I know. To be honest with you, I didn't love the name. Like when I was buying the the, the beers for the last episode, I'm not gonna lie. I definitely would not have bought it because of the and, name. And that's and I did it because of the name. I'm not gonna be. I'm, a little bit of feedback for you, Winter Hill. I would have. I did not buy this beer because of the name. I bought your other beer. Your other beer was so good, though, that I bought broth and I tried it, and it's my favorite one. It's really good. So um, one day I will be good enough at beer to like give like a real review on this podcast. And it's like, hoppy. Talk, yeah, talk about the hops and like, <laughs> the malt and the flavor. But I could just tell you it's crushable and uh, very very good beer. So yeah. What do you got for can art? Anything cool? No, it's like it, it's they. I mean, I I actually love their can art because it's really simple. So like they have, it's like a map of Winter Hill, um, and what I think it's South Boston too. It's Somerville and I think South Boston. I think they're trying to like because they have Broadway in here, but it says Somerville. Anyways, but it's definitely a map of Somerville at the very least, and they've just got like hop leaves and whatnot on here. But it's it's. It's I think Broadway is a street in Somerville. Oh, well. uh, they. Uh, yeah, you know what? They probably do also have a Broadway. You know, I don't think the only Broadway. Is this not street, the only Broadway? The only yeah, Broadway also, is here's in the other South giveaway. Boston, it doesn't say West or East Broadway. There's like no Broadway in South Boston. It's just it's West or East Broadway. So it's definitely just a map of Somerville. I, I correct myself. But yeah, double, uh, double IPA, really good beer, eight point five percent. So get Heavy. you turned up. Yeah, get you turned up. Um, so yeah, it's good stuff. Um, the other thing we wanted to talk about was sports is back, kind of, maybe, sort of, we hope. And uh, we're pretty excited Cross about it. Cross your fingers. Wait, Nick... so, real quick. Did, what? I know me and you, Rich, did, but Garby, did you ever wind up watching the match? Like, oh that was some sports oh, that kind of happened. Yes, I did. You did? I watched it. Yep, I recorded oh, nice. it on YouTube. It yeah, was dude. fantastic. It was fantastic. I loved it. Oh, well, honestly, yeah, dude, I did. I, it just, I feel like that showed how hungry we are like so for those of you that don't know not a big golf guy um have not have never golfed before but i ate that shit up i would (laughs) never you were fucking you were real into it and partially because of like the tom payton thing love love tom you know i'm a big tom guy but even still dude i oh my god Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I could honestly, uh, I could watch a replay. I could watch a replay good. knowing everything that happened just to see good. Tom hit that shot and be like, hey, Chuck, suck it. Oh, I want to talk awesome. about that. I want to talk about that. Uh, God, um, you were going to say something? I was just saying that um, performance by Tom just made me realize he was human, like when he ripped his pants bending over to pick up. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's like, all right, see, cool. I didn't see that live. I didn't notice it live, but I, I saw like he was getting lit up on on Twitter and Instagram, which yeah. is just hilarious. But I will say this: it's the most fun I remember seeing Tom Brady. Like it's the most like he it would Tom Brady from a personal perspective was the most fun I've seen him personally. Like you know, um, the shot after Chuck was giving him shit and then he hits the shot for birdie. Like that was nuts. That was filthy. That was the shot of the match. Yeah. Which is like, how is it not right? Like it was just a filthy shot. And then but like, that was real though. I literally guard. It's so funny. You said that because in the moment I was like, was that real? They never, I never remember getting a full ball trajectory and like are you guys it, it was real it was real Shut it was real but fuck. what if it uh, wasn't but what if it wasn't you know what i mean i don't know yeah i'm just saying there's no fans there that's all i'm saying there's no fans yeah. there. okay um, guy. oh my god Jeez. he did he did hit that butt too there's like literally the two like good shots tom brady had was that that shot out for birdie and then he hit this putt. well phil kind of fucked him dude phil missed that putt on what was it like 13 14 and they were one down the rest of the way I mean, Phil was not the reason they lost that match. I'm going to be straight up with I'm you. I'm blaming it on Phil. Peyton cheated. Peyton Do you see Peyton's muscles right there, dude? He was definitely taking oh, roids. I want to see a PED test. It's Dude, how hilarious would it be if they called they called Peyton Manning into the PGA for a, P, a, P, a PED test? Was it? P, 
PED, dude. Wow, geez, PED test. Good lord. Oh, hey, go easy on that 8.5% yeah, broth, bro. Yeah, it's that 8.5. Um, they call him in for a, a performance enhancing drug test, and he like he like fails. <laughs> and they like pull away all of his like all of his accolades, all of his Super Bowls, his like records, the whole thing, asterisks. Um, wow! Fall Peyton Manning is the match, but I don't know. It was good. It was good to see live sports back on. I agree with you, Nick. We were probably a little hungry. That probably made it a little bit more enjoyable than it was. Uh, but I just loved it, and I love the idea of those two, uh, Phil and Tiger, having like a you know some That's sort of Phil, match with celebrities. Yeah, he already kind of came out with that, where he's like, "We should do this every year." Like me and Tiger with like he was like, "Oh, like Steph Curry and Pat Mahomes," and like. It'd be great. Eh, not gonna lie, I would. I may watch that. I would definitely watch that. First of all, Steph Curry's a savage on the links. He's an absolute savage. I'm pretty sure he played in some sort of charity event and and was in scrap was a scratch golfer, which is like legit. Wow. Yeah, absolutely legit. Um. Yeah, it was really good, man. I really liked the match. Had you over. Um. Had our fr- our friend Chase Baruti uh, over. It was good. Really liked it. Um. But other sports are coming back, right? Nick, you you're the you're the guy who's got the rundown on the the ifs and the maybes and the whens, right? Yeah, I guess well, I can just lay out kind of all three yeah, major we'll ones. I'm going to kind of leave out NFL for the purpose of this discussion just cuz I feel like we're we're far we're, enough away from there that you could like I still feel like they're going to be able to get camps going and Hopefully, at least start the season. Yeah, think, and like the NFL is just effing going. To, uh, I think this group refuses to think of a world where the NFL is not happening this year. Honestly, so if going. it does, no dude. Honestly, if it does, we're still doing the fantasy season, which is a Madden sim, where we will like one draft. day fantasy season. Holy shit, that would be wild! But How we should do it every Sunday. That? Every Sunday. Oh, that would be lit. Okay, anyway, sorry, we'll think about it, we'll think about it, we'll think about it, No, it's okay. happening either way. Uh, okay, anyways, you were saying? Um, so, kind of disregarding the NFL, um, NBA and NHL both kind of look like they're on the cusp of coming back. Um, NHL's plan is like a bit more firmed up, um, so they already have put in place their foregoing the rest of the regular season um, when they start back up. It's just going to be uh, it, like right to playoffs, and they're extending it from 16 seeds. So instead of the top eight in each conference, it's the top 12. Um, so, yeah. So just to keep it statistical, like I'm not going to get into my opinions like one way or the other. Um, and they've mentioned like a bunch of hub cities that are like possible. I think they have eight possibilities, and it's like Vancouver, Chicago. Wasn't um, Manchester like in consideration? They they were initially. Manchester, um, New They Hampshire aren't anymore. Um, I think Edmonton was one. L.A., uh, Pittsburgh. Um, How sick would it have been though if Manchester, New Hampshire was? I mean, I know we wouldn't be able to go, but it still would be pretty dope. Just to think. About yeah. Um, but anyway, so it, it, it looks like they're kind of coming back towards the end of July or so. Um, Kickstart and maybe like beginning of july and getting the teams like a mini training camp to ramp up um nba a little bit more firm on a location they seem to be like really honed in on disney world um so i think i I I heard that too on the radio yeah just from a pure like court standpoint because disney world i forget the exact number of courts but disney world obviously has a number of courts and the orlando magic which are also in orlando florida um they have their core and their practice facility court, which can be used fine. It just obviously doesn't have like the fan amenities. Um, so they seem to be honed in on that. There hasn't really been a ton of talk on format. Um, it seems like it's kind of circling around like 20 teams or so, but nothing really more firm than that. But they're also rumored to be coming back the end of July. Um, and the MLB, they're kind of at a standstill right now, um, which is really shame. unfortunate. Yeah, I guess, honestly, shame. let's start with this because I really kind of want to talk about this. Throw us um, in there, Nick. Nick's taking the, <laughs> taking the reins here. I love this. Let's yeah, go. so so MLB, um, their situation, they obviously haven't started the season at all. 
Um, the players and the owners are very much at a standstill with negotiations as far as what they will get paid financially. Um, and obviously there needs to be compromises on both sides. You're going to be putting out a product where a large majority of the compensation is via the fans at the games, and that won't be able to happen. But um, last week, the owners came forward with a proposal that was pretty ridiculous in terms of what they were willing to give the players. Um, and the players kind of responded with a proposal this week. And it was kind of equally as ridiculous. Um, they did make like one kind of give where they are looking to like any playoff salary that they might incur. Um, they're fine with deferring that until later. But I think that that's like, that's not like a real, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, here, like, it's such a minute thing in comparison to say that they were like, oh, we're making a compromise on that, where I really don't think that that's like much of a compromise. So I think that like both sides are very much not wanting to budge. And like you said, it's really a damn shame because the country is like so hungry for baseball, which is really, I would argue, kind of like the dying of the four sports. Like, People aren't into it as much. Like hockey is always going to have its niche fans. NBA is massively popular. NFL is massively popular. If baseball came back right now, though, like it could be huge, massive miss opportunity, missed opportunity. Yeah. And I think I told you this. I know everybody's like they would never do it because you lose so much money. I'm like, here's your opportunity to cut it to an 82 game season. Right, because I know the numbers don't line up, and like, hey, I'm I'm no accountant, and I'm I'm no like professional baseball GM, president, or owner. But so you side with the owners, then? What do you, That's what no, they. I, I think that was their proposal. Was like an 82 game schedule. If I, I side with that portion of their opinion, make it an 82 game schedule. Try that out because one of your biggest complaints is that your two biggest complaints are length of time. Your games are too long in general. I don't mm -hmm. want to sit through an entire game unless it's playoffs. Because totally I, agree. The reason I don't want to sit through an entire game is because it's like it, there's 160 of them. I'm like, does this even matter at the end of the day? And like, yeah. yes, incrementally it does. But like, I, you know what I mean? Like, the Red Sox are great to me because I love going to baseball games. Like, going to a football game is an experience. It's great. We went to the Ravens like a couple years ago, and it was great to just be there at the stadium to go to Baltimore and do that. But at the end of the day, yeah. like, to be honest, like, I really enjoy watching football at home. Like, I really enjoy watching It's a lot more comfortable, and I will just say going to a ballpark is almost like going to a bar. You're it like is, not paying man. attention like every pitch because yes. like baseball is like a great like social yes. sport where we're like, hey, da 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 da. Oh, yada 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 yada. Turnover, pitch, ball one. And then like going back to conversation for a second yeah. that you're There's like, a lot oh, of like, noises in baseball too that like, you know, you crack know of the bat or oh. the strike. You know what I mean? Like whatever it is. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> There's a lot of, lot of noises. Steve Rag. You're like, ah, oh, go get him up. Uh, but, so, yeah, I don't know. Baseball, there's a lot of noises. So it's, like, really easy to, just like you said, com you know, have conversation um, and, and, like, watch the game simultaneously. Uh, and it's just, like, I don't know. It's something about being at the ballpark. Uh, like, football, you really need to be dialed in. Like, you don't want to miss any dope plays. You don't want to miss anything big, right? Um, whereas, like, baseball, it's like somebody can hit a home run. You're going to hear the crack of the bat, and you're going to see the ball flying. You didn't miss anything, right? And so um, hockey's great to go to, too, I would say. Like, hockey really strikes the the middle ground there for me. But, again, I, I would say, like, you miss a hockey goal in, like, half a second, if that. You know what I mean? So it's, you know. Yeah, I, you I have to be dialed in with hockey really got to sure. be dialed in with hockey. Um, so but it holds your attention. There's no breaks like the football. That's what I'm saying. So. And so baseball, I'm like, really going to the games is, is one of the things that I like the most. Like watching them on TV, I, I don't know, not really not really appealing to me unless it's the playoffs. So if you have a house party, maybe toss it on in the background. Yeah, it, it may be, right? Because like I almost feel like there's this hatred. <laughs> or just the Spotify channel. <laughs> right? Like all the sports haters are all the sports haters out there, they're like that baseball's like the one thing they clean cling on to. They're like, come on, this you guys think this is entertaining? And we're like, it's it's pretty entertaining. They're like, you don't even think it's entertaining. They're like, like everybody loves Raymond is on TBS right now. <laughs> we're going to switch over. 
And that's that. See, that's the thing is, like, baseball is the only sport that I would like. You know, be like, well, everybody loves Raymond. But I, I don't know, maybe. Like, you know what I mean? What episode? I mean, okay. What episode? Exactly. One second. So, <laughs> Garvey's the. You guys, the, okay? Did you guys play baseball? No, I did. I, I did actually not. did. Okay. I, I played one season. Of I mean, yeah. So you're right from a layman's perspective, like. If you just start casually in the sports, it's boring. Unless it's the playoffs, like playoffs. Are MLB very playoffs is very entertaining because it's not a marathon anymore, right? So they yeah. go all out. No, it's still in the playoffs. Marathon. It is, no, but not, I agree with it. Not it quite. Is, I agree I mean, with you. I agree. With the you strategy that. changes tremendously. It makes it a lot more exciting and like. Oh yeah, you're using relief pitchers for like three innings at a time. Sometimes you're just like playing for tomorrow. Not right, and just like the suspense. Well, not and if that. you're There's really into suspense. baseball, like, not to say that I watch every game of the season, but I feel like you really need to know the strategy to really like the game. Otherwise, it's super boring. Yeah. Like, to, to know, like, the pitch, like, the way pitchers are thrown, and like, okay, he just threw a fastball, who fastballs in a row. You know, it's a one, it's a one-two count, what's coming next, like, it's it's a big strategy game, so it's like a lot more like a chess game to me. Although that their strategy in all the sports, I feel like baseball is much more heavily strategy. You know what I mean? So I will say I though that's not football. F- I was Over just football? gonna say, foot. Well, if I think football is way more strategic. I, than I agree. Baseball. I agree. Yeah, I agree. At the end of the day. Um. Well, yeah. Okay. So you're calling a play in the beginning of each football, but each football play, and like but also physically. Every every play is a chess game. That's true. I'm not disagreeing with that. Time. What I'm saying is baseball is a lot less like right. movement involved, so people don't see football for the strategy. The layman well, will watch it and see the action, the tackling, yes, and that's what yeah, is the entertaining agreed. parts of agreed. it. Yeah. But here, yeah. that my argument to you, though, is like that's why baseball – like needs to be the most creative out of all the sports is they have the least like face value entertainment to me personally. Right. Yeah. And so I think right. you could have tried an 82 game season without committing, right? You could have tried an 82 game season without committing to anything. Just saying we're doing it because of coronavirus. And like, like I have a theory that you would have seen a lot of really great responses. And I agree with you, Nick, this is an opportunity where you could have been dominating the space. Hey, want everybody to be safe. Nobody should go back before they think that they're, you know, safe to go back. But just saying, I agree. So, um, Red Sox, um, how do we feel about if this is like the downturn of baseball? Um, I mean, how do we feel about like not having the Red Sox this year in general? Like how much do you care? Honestly, at this point, if I'm, if I'm being completely honest, if the NBA and NHL start popping up in July, dude. Like we I, already said, the NFL is going to be going on. I wouldn't watch a lick of baseball, dude. I, I would not yeah. watch a lick of baseball. You're Garby. telling me the Stanley Cup playoffs and the NBA playoffs are going to go on into the beginning of the football season? I'm not going to have time to watch baseball. I'm not going to watch a This lick is the Yankees year, so I'm going to watch. They have see <laughs> their off season. The Red Sox. Nobody's gonna miss the Red Sox because they don't have a li- they don't have a chance at anything this year. And I think, I think Dude. it's kind of well. So this is this is a real problem with baseball right now. Where you're like, did you see their off season? Like baseball is a sport that is seriously lacking in some star power. And I know that's tough for baseball, but football does an okay job of it. And so I feel like they should do, be able to do better. Than what they are. I'm not saying it's like more difficult, but we were kind of talking about this individually. I was saying it to like both of you. Like, imagine if you took out, like, gosh, you could honestly take out the top like three NBA players and you could take out like the top 15 MLB players and it would honestly not change my interest in. MLB one way or the other at all but if they took out even like let's call it top five and you're like oh they took out LeBron Giannis Harden does the season even Kemba count? yeah I'm like what like count? what is what is this freaking malarkey yeah. over here so Nick you put up a really big thing though I, and I will say this is the Red Sox are definitely <clears throat> sports in general in New England are a thing but the Red Sox are like 
you know, like at the heart of it in a lot of ways. Like they were, especially when a lot of the other franchises were bad, they were the ones that everybody still like really, really loved them and the Celtics, right? But um, I don't know. They just that like the Red Sox for me have always just had that deeper history, and I, I don't really know why I've always felt that way as somebody who's not originally from New England. So feel free to disagree. But you brought something up when I was when we were growing up. <clears throat> you got up to watch Pedro pitch, like it was a thing, yeah. right? Like you were saying that, and like I like, like Pedro's just, on the mound. Woo. And it's not like they don't have people who are just as talented or like or you know I mean maybe not just as talented as Pedro, but like you know in that vicinity. And it's not like the the Red Sox don't have some really exciting players. They they definitely do, but it's just like not like that anymore. Like you know you don't yeah. you know it, even <clears throat> even the like rivalry's oh, not there. With the Yankees yeah, anymore. dude, the Yankees Red Sox play again. I wasn't even a really. I'm not. I'm still not even that big of a baseball fan. But like, I've gotten to know more of it. You just you invented know, the Red Sox, particularly in college. Um, but at the at the end of the day, you don't have those like Red Sox Yankees rivalries like you used to. Like the Red Sox and the Yankees used to get in straight brawls, straight brawls with Jason Veritek and A Rod. I remember seeing yeah, that live dude. as a kid and just being like. L-F-G, baby. I was like, future Garby, I hate you. That's right. (laughs) Um, And I just like, how do you get back to that? I don't know. They need to figure out a way to get back to that, and I think they're missing an opportunity. Um, How about this one? Uh, Switching over to the NHL. I thought the Bruins had a really good shot at the Cup this year. If they come back and they win it, does it count? Does it really count for you? Yeah, 100%. 100%. I think that – well, because the – now, so this is me like not knowing the full stats. But with – I mean with both the NBA and the NHL, I am fine with them foregoing the rest of the regular seasons in both and going to the playoffs because I think that that's like – they both played more than 80% of their respective seasons. So I think that you look at that and you're kind of like, okay – like these teams, so like the NHL, for instance, I wish that they were even lessening the teams. Like the top 12 teams, like you look at, and this is like a Bruins bias too, but the 12th seed in the East is Montreal. And they are like, they're multiple games under 500. And they've had like multiple long losing streaks throughout the year. But they're like giving it to them because they're technically not mathematically eliminated. Where I'm kind of like, at this point, if you've played yourself into the playoffs, like extend it maybe like one or two teams. But that's it. So what do you say? You see top eight teams? Well, no, that's what it normally is. I think that you could include 10 teams from each conference just to be like, okay, there's like an extra two where maybe you get some wiggle room. But you're like... Yes, like Montreal is technically mathematically into it, but I think it's like ridiculous. And I don't mean to be just like picking on them. I think it's ridiculous for the 11th seed or like all these teams that they're trying to. I do hate Montreal more than Connecticut. (laughs) Oh, to our Connecticut (laughs) listeners out there, we love you. Um, But now I just think that I think it definitely counts and I'm just hungry for them to get back. Like, I don't know. Hey, okay. Yeah. I think all the complaining – Sorry to jump back, but there's a lot of complaining with uh, people are like, oh, like the Bruins could get hosed because like in the format that they have going on, it's like the top four teams in each conference get a bye, but they do a little round robin tournament with each other to determine seeding. And people are like, oh, the Bruins could get totally effed. Like if they lose all three games in the round robin tournament, they'll have to play like Pittsburgh probably or something. And they'll draw like a bad team from that. And they were like the number one seed all year and they're going to be fourth. Like, first of all, there's no home ice advantage. There's no home court advantage in the NBA. So I think all these teams bitching about seeds is so stupid. Like, the home, like when there's fans in the building, that is massive. Without Huge. fans, that doesn't like mean anything. It and mean? it's not like they're going to home courts anyway. They're all playing at like these Same confined court. locations. So what does it matter who's home and who's away if you're both playing in Chicago and like neither are Chicago teams? Does not make a and difference. And you don't have any Chicago fans or any fans whatsoever. Like that's the big thing for me is both of those sports have such a fan element to me just because they're such momentum sports um, at the end of the day. Like, you know what I mean? If you get big momentum, time. Dude, if you get momentum going at either hockey or the NBA, because because unlike the thing with football is you stop after every play. 
And I'm not saying there's no, there's not momentum in the NFL. There is, but you do stop after every play. And there is this something to be said about like taking a second and resetting. NBA and NHL, they're just you just like are going up and down and up and down. And obviously, when you score a goal in the NHL, like things stop and whatnot. But like that's that's so rare comparatively to how much you score in the other sports that it's just like. You're back and forth and back and forth. And a lot of times it's really about how many shots you're putting on the goalie at that time. Right? You know what I mean? And so, you know, I I don't know. It's just I think the fans give so much to momentum. They can just get you back to it. So I agree with you a thousand percent. Why are you complaining about home court advantage if you don't have your fans there? Like anyways, right? Like don't worry about it. And it's just like – yeah, the, the complainers, I'm like, okay, so like Bruins, how about you not lose all three games and you won't get a sucky matchup? Like, you were the best team all year? Like, then freaking show it. But here's the thing, They're too, good with team. the Bees, though, is like, if they don't if they don't make it happen this year, like, don't they have, like, you know. They're toast. Yeah, yeah they're they, done. They have, like a, they have a bunch of, like, don't they have not a bunch toast, of but... leaving, though? Or at least up for well, contract? Um, not even really contract, like Krug's up at the end of the year. Um, they're definitely going to have to pay, like, DeBrusque going forward. They signed McAvoy, but um, Pasta, it's more just like Pasta the age. just signed a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, it's more just like the age of a lot of players. Like, Bergeron's really old. Chara's in his 40s. Like, Tuca's even pretty old. So there's a lot of guys that are just kind of, like, getting up there. So this, they're kind of got, like, one last crack at the kettle, but. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's wrap it up with our favorite, the Celtics, um, talking about them a little bit. Um, I am the basketball is absolutely the sport that I have missed the most by far. And like, I would have told you that going into this, um, I was just getting so jacked up about Jason Tatum and like how much of a star he was turning into at the end of the season that I'm just really hoping that all of those guys are still like, you know, working out, still keeping their shot tight. Cause I just think that this is an opportunity for them to come out and like, I'm not going to say win it. I'm not going to say win it. Cause I, I, there's a lot of competition out there, but they have such a talent spread team, like more than I think really, maybe not more than any team in the, in the NBA, but like take the bucks, for example, like I think so much of the bucks lives and dies with Giannis like you take him out of the picture who I mean like I know they have some good players but like I'm I'm sorry it you know it's kind of like the Raptors like the Raptors were like in the playoffs for a while and competed but it wasn't until they got Kawhi that like things were happening the Celtics have their talent spread so well between Kemba, Tatum, Brown and then and then you have this like next layer of like the smarts and and canters and these folks that are like play Hayward. their role play Hayward play their role very well I, hey, I, lo- I love Hayward. I love Hayward. Um, but, you know, I think he's in that second Be better. as well. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like they have this opportunity where they could capitalize on this this situation and potentially go further than they had thought. Your thoughts on that? Um, I definitely I agree in your assessment of the team. But I think that the the reason everyone was getting so excited about the Celtics is because it looked like Jason Tatum was like you said, kind of reaching that next level. So I think that while they do have like a a large wealth of talent on the team, I also think that like success in the NBA is tied with that, the most singular star. And like, if you asked me, like to pick a series nine times out of 10, I would pick like who are like, I would be like, who are the three best players on like both teams combined. And if like one team had like two of them, or even if like one was like super good, I would pick like that team over the other team. So I think that, you don't think the situation plays into this at all though. Um, not really. I don't know, dude. I just think that like when you're, when you really kind of break it down, like, if I don't know if they match up against the Bucks, like I'm not picking the C's really, unless like take like if you see Tatum and he's see, like the Bucks are a team that I'm like I now feel like beforehand I was like I don't think we can beat them. Giannis now, is too good, dude. He's I now too good. Feel like we can beat them. I I now feel like we can beat them. I don't think we can beat. I I I don't. I did not think that we had any shot at the finals this year, and I was totally cool with that because I was like. We're building. Oh, we have a like shot. That. I'm not trying but to like, like shut down. I think down, we actually but... have a shot at the finals now. That's a complete homer 
take. I you know I say this all the time. I have a huge soft spot for the Celtics, but I don't Big think we could beat. I don't think we could beat like the Clippers or the Lakers. To be honest, um, I just think that they have talent spread as well. Um, more, like and like better talent at the end of the day, like more mature talent especially, but. I think that we could overcome a Giannis now, personally. I, you know, I, I feel really good about going up against the 76ers. I would love to fucking beat the shit out of the 76ers. Um, sorry for the swears, because I know we got a lot of kid listeners. Um, what? You know, I don't know. Do we have any kid listeners? You know? Oh, are you joking? I thought you were joking. Yeah, I know. Well, That's just what... in case. Just in case, you know. I don't know. You don't think anybody <laughs> listens to this with their kids? Maybe they do. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Garvey's a teacher. Come on, um, Nick has been dropping the f bomb all day. Is Nick a big f bomb dropper? No, I yeah. haven't. I don't think really. So. Have you? I don't know. Watch Maybe I do it subconsciously. Nick. I know. Watch what the fuck, language. Nick? Come on. Um. Okay. Cool. Any closing thoughts on sports coming back? Nah, MLB sucks. Can't wait for the Stanley MLB Cup. Doesn't suck. Bring it back. Do it for the people. The people need it. We need to do it for the people. I think they honestly, nobody should go back in an unsafe environment, but I will say it, I think now, especially with the topic we were talking about at the beginning of the show with the coronavirus situation going on, if you could bring back sports right now, it would give people something to unite behind. Um, and I think that that could be huge for America. Like I really, really do. I mean, that might be, kind of corny but I, I really think it can make a difference so hopefully they come back because i think it could be a good a good thing in general um let's uh let's wrap up the way we usually do you guys watching anything good so actually me and laura just started uh we're uh got the uh, little free trial for uh apple tv and we're watching the show defending jacob with uh chris yeah, evans as the lead right captain america your boy dude for those Captain of you who don't America's know, not my Rich, boy. No, dude, I'm not. This can is... you at least admit you're going to lie to the people on air? He was your boy. You were a Captain America guy, and then boy. you came okay. over to really Team quick. Iron Man. Team Super Iron quick. Man Super for quick. the win. There is a comic book. There's a comic book arc or a comic book crossover called Civil War. It was ad- adapted to a movie, you know, more recently. And in that, essentially, there's a. There's a political topic that half the superheroes agree, like agree on and half of them don't. And essentially, it's about registering. If you're a superhero, you have to register, right? Because you got crazy powers and stuff. And like half of them are like, yeah, yeah, we should probably register. And half of them are like, what the fuck? No, we're not registering. And Captain America is on the like, nah, dog, I'm not registering side. And I, I express to you one time that I tend to agree with his side of the argument especially knowing how the comic book ends. Like I tend to agree with the side of the argument and you took that as me being a huge cap guy. I'm not a huge cap guy. I don't even like cap that much to be honest. Dude. And then honestly your pants fell down and you were wearing Captain America underwear. Yeah. Do you remember that time? He's Captain America. Wait, underwear. What? That was that story. <laughs> no, dude, it didn't really happen. Garby, silly Garby tricks. Are Garby. Kids. Think about all the kids listening. Come on. Dude, come on. <laughs> for the kids. Uh, for the kids, Garb. But yeah, um, serious shout out defending Jacob. Honestly, it's okay, a fire show. show. Great show. Yeah. yeah. Good show. Okay. Um, have you watched the morning show on there? No, not yet. But I heard that that actually won a couple of awards. So I might try it out for the first month. We got like the free seven-day trial. But I might be like, eh, this is a good show. I'll see what else See what else they have to offer. Um, Mythic Quest on there is pretty good. It's uh, from uh, – I don't know his, the actor's name actually, but Mac from Always Sunny. It's I think he like uh, uh, he, he stars in it, and I want to say he produces it too. Um, and he's in there with uh, – if you ever watch Community, uh, the show knows that I'm obsessed with Community. Uh, but Abed from Community is on there as well. So it's pretty good. It's about a, uh, it's like a comedy about like a video game company. So good stuff. Ooh, good stuff. Sounds you, pretty nerdy. It's actually not that nerdy, to be honest. It's definitely trying to be more of a comedy than anything else. Yeah, they call him Rich Elon Musk Kennedy. What does Elon Musk have to do with this? Just because you're a huge <laughs> nerd, bro. Is, oh, is Elon Musk like the poster boy for nerds? I don't know. He was like the smartest guy so. I could think of right off the bat. All right, fair enough. Um, 
Okay, cool. Maybe Bill Gates is a little more nerdy. Elon Musk <laughs> is pretty badass. Anyways, moving on. Uh, any other media? Uh, reading anything? Playing anything good? Garby, you ever finished that book? Ooh, see so yeah, how that book... Um, ever since we got <laughs> Meadow, I kind of... I... I've been waking Have up early. Have you the book? Wow. I, yeah, you've been I, I want to read the end of it. I've just been falling right asleep when I go to bed. I've been waking up at like 5, 5.30 every morning, doing morning duty with the dog and watching the Star Wars. So I got through episode, just like little bits at a time. I got through yeah. episodes four to four to six, episode one. Now I'm on episode two. So then I'm going to go in the order that they came out. Nice. That's cool. That's cool. So then after three would be episode seven, right? Um, after three is going to be episode. Well, do you want to watch like with all the things in between? Because if you're going to go, you should go one, two, three, and then you he just said go... he's going to do them in like he wants to do them how they came out. Oh well, then you should have started with. Did you say you started with episode one? No, I four. Five, he said six. like four, five, six. And then so I went oh, four, five, six. Empire then you have to, then you have to go back to one. That's what I did. Okay. Oh, and then you you're listening? done. God, sorry, sorry. When I'm bad. done with three, Jeez. I'll go to seven. When hosts start that, listening, that's right, dude. My bad, dude. My bad. Um. Then yeah, you're gonna go to seven. Yeah. Rich is like, yeah, no. It's when Frodo just takes the ring to Mordor. He throws it into fire. Mount <laughs> Doom. What was there to get? Come on, man. You know what I mean? Wolverine shows up. You know, it's, it is what it is. Um, yeah, she's going to watch seven. And then I think you have to watch Rogue One. And then I think you watch episode eight and then Solo and then nine, I think. Um, yeah. Solo. Wow, I have a lot to watch. It, but, I heard Solo sucked, but I'll watch it. I don't know why everybody hated Solo so much. I like Solo. Rogue One is maybe my third favorite start. Star Wars. What's your favorite? It's the Brooklyn Logger of the Star Wars. No, it's not the Brooklyn Logger of the Star Wars. What's your favorite? A new um uh Empire Strikes Back. Episode five. Actually, yeah. Return of the Jedi is actually probably my my personal favorite. Empire Strikes Back is the better movie, but Return of the Jedi is probably my personal favorite. And then Empire and then so Return of the Jedi, then Empire Strikes Back, and then I think I gotta throw it to Rogue One. Force Awakens is the Brooklyn Logger of Star Wars movie. Do you just like Return of the Jedi so much because of the Ewoks? No, you get badass Luke Skywalker, like black suit, green lightsaber Luke Skywalker, who's a thug. Nice. And you know, and then like Vader throws the Emperor over like the bridge, which is badass. Yeah, and the like whole photon thing. That's pretty wild. Yeah, man, it's fucking. Spoiler crazy. alert: Star Wars. If you guys haven't seen it, honestly, if you haven't seen Star Wars, like I'm glad I spoiled it for you. Like I'm glad I did it. Like you, that's <laughs> I don't know how you've avoided it this long. That's a travesty. You obviously don't care if you haven't seen it yet. You don't care, so don't worry about it. I, I was promise. gonna get to it eventually. I dude, right? Somebody's on here like, come on, guys. Where's the spoiler warning? Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I dude, um, Rogue One is a fantastic movie. Fantastic movie. Um, what am I watching right now? Anything? Not really. I'm playing, playing a lot Greed of Fall. Oh, playing a ton of Greedfall. Ton of Greedfall. Uh, Fortnite's coming out with a new season, which I'm pretty Let's go. pumped about. I kind of want to pick up Fortnite back dude, up, get back actually. into it, dude. Get back into it. I wouldn't mind it. dropping into Moisty. Moisty's Moisty doing dumb. I know. R.I.P. R.I.P. Moisty. Um, but yeah, you know, Fortnite's dropping a new season, so that's going to be lit. I've been golfing like a madman. I have been golfing like a madman. Shot a 99 the other day. So for the listeners, that's a really good score for me. Pretty legit. Pretty pumped. Parred four holes. Feeling like a hey, pro. Hey, when are you making that Bangor trip? So breaking news, Garby. We got <laughs> Nick Goslin and Baruti to sign up to do golf. And I told them we should go up. We should make it a Bangor trip. Go up to Bangor Muni, Bangor Municipal Golf Course for the listeners. Great track. We've mentioned it on here. Not going to blow your socks off or anything like that, but like good price, friendly uh, folks, and plenty of room. And we're going to bring them up there. I said it was a good track for them to to try out. Open spaces. Nobody's going to be a huge prick. They got a driving range, you know. So, yeah, make that, make that happen. All right. 
Can we? Yeah, tell you? I'll show Can up. We stay at your crib yet or no? Yeah, of course. All right, dude. Just checking. All right, Shut up. Casino's not. Is up. Meadow gonna wake us up, Matt? Early? I'll be oh, pissed. Dude, I'll She'll be wake so you up at like five thirty. <laughs> Let's go. Can we bring Kiefer? It's dude. for all the time. Yeah, we can bring Kiefer. It's for all Kiefer the times that you doodles. guys woke me up in college, like super early. When you were on the futon. <laughs> Do you guys not remember waking me up? <laughs> yeah, dude, we don't, we don't You don't remember doing that? Oh yeah. All like, do you time, mean like I remember do. waking you up like like we were out in the living room like, you know, yeah. I don't know, not doing illegal drugs and we're just and like you know oh. you were asleep. <laughs> Wait, say that again. You broke up. I said, uh, you mean like when we were having breakfast out in the living room? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, dude. You know we're just early risers, and you chose to live with us. Like. Yo, do you remember the time we woke you up by dumping a water bottle on your face? Yo, that was hilarious. <laughs> well, that was a different. That wasn't in the morning though. That was not. That was a situation. That was a whole situation. Yeah. That was the entire situation. <laughs> that was. There's Nick a reason goes, uh, that you Nick dumped goes, the water on funny. me. Nick goes to me. He's like, "Yo, we gotta go call Garby out." And I was like, "Wasted." I was like, "All right, let's do it." <laughs> He's like, we Lucky get there. For you, he's my like, door was unlocked. We get there, and you were way past wasted. And he's like, he's like, what should we do? And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, I kind of just want to pour some water on him. And I'm like, all right, man, go ahead. <laughs> he broke into my dorm room. Broke for some it reason. Was, my... It was open. It was, it was open. unlocked. It was open. <laughs> it was open. I was sleeping. Waterboarded you. Um, okay, cool. All right. Um, hey, folks, really, really need your help here. Uh, the way these algorithms work for the podcast and really everything in life is five star ratings. If you could go on, rate us five stars, <laughs> write whatever you want after that. You know, if you didn't like it, then you can give us feedback. That's cool. We're big feedback people. Um, we'll obviously blast out all of our social media information here. So hit us up personally. But if you want to talk about any of the topics, some of the heavier stuff we mentioned earlier today, um, just please be respectful on our social media sites and, and with us, obviously, but we're all willing to talk about that stuff. Um, you want to talk about sports, whatever it is, we'd love to interact with people more. So please, uh, please feel free to reach out, but please uh, go on the different podcasts, uh, particularly uh, Spotify and Apple uh, podcast to rate us five stars. Let us know what you think. Um, and thanks for the listen. Obviously, if you're hearing this, you're listening. Um, you can uh, find me at Kennedy1627 on Instagram. Nick, where are you at? I'm at, at sun underscore of underscore Ray24. And you're going to find the podcast at any underscore social on Instagram and at any social too on Twitter. Awesome. Garb, what about you? Uh, Ryan A. Garby on Instagram. You didn't awesome. do your B as in boy thing. Awesome. R- you do that every time. B as in boy E. Big old B as in boy. <laughs> B as in um, boy E. Hey, uh, thanks, folks, for listening. We really appreciate it. This is going to be our fifth episode, and I think we're all just pumped to be doing this. Uh, thanks for um, kind of sticking through the first part of the episode, which I know is really heavy stuff, but really important. And uh, Yo, we'll- right before we sign off, too, just wanted to give a special shout-out. I haven't officially shouted out all members of uh, Laura's family yet, so like Dan, Tina, Erica, Jess. <laughs> Was getting a little <laughs> shit for it, so I want to give him the official shout out. Somebody love you guys. Really got shit. All right, cool. Hey. Your whips. Hey, how? Do, hey, shout out to the Lateliers. I love them too. Why, um, dude? Hey, Sorry, does I that like make them. Him I don't know, dude. You shouted Damn out your it. wife episode dude, two what? because she got after you. Garb. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. All right, hey. No, I did. Guys, thanks Next so much episode for is going to be this entire argument. No, <laughs> son of a bitch. I've been trying to go out for like three minutes now. Hey, guys, we're doing good social. Thanks for listening. Bye. Later. Bye.